Welcome to Indispensable, where we provide you with evidence-based medication advice so that you can feel empowered about your own health. I'm your host, Anna Barwick, and I'm an experienced clinical pharmacist, academic and PhD candidate. Join me as we hear from the medication experts, pharmacists. Episode 1, Contraception Options, The Pros and Cons. In Australia, about 50% of pregnancies are unintended. They may not be unwanted, but they're unintended, and it often occurs where contraception fails. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you about some of the options that are available in Australia and how you might make a decision as to which one might be the best for you. So most contraceptive types that we have available in Australia are up to 99% effective and perhaps even a little bit higher, but that's only if they're used correctly. So if you use no contraception, 85% of heterosexual couples will fall pregnant within a year. So that demonstrates that our fertility is not always really high, but we need to have contraceptive cover if we are intending to not have a pregnancy. There are things like the withdrawal method, fertility awareness or tracking your natural cycles or even spermicides, but they have quite a high failure rate uh, than most other options. Obviously, with the withdrawal method, um, that's where a man withdraws his penis prior to ejaculation. Uh, But unfortunately, sperm can be present in the pre-ejaculation fluid and can result in pregnancy. Natural fertility awareness can be really effective if you know your cycles really well, but even experts can get this wrong. And so it is important to be aware that it isn't a guaranteed contraceptive option. You can also use barrier methods, so things like a diaphragm, uh, so um, a plastic that is inserted into the vagina to stop uh, the passage of sperm into the uterus where it can connect with the egg and, and result in a pregnancy. There's also a sponge that can be inserted as well and also male and female condoms, which are quite effective, again, if they're used as they should be, but they can break and they can degrade. So it does increase their failure rate um, quite a bit particularly if things like the female and uh, male condom or the diaphragm are not uh, utilised or inserted uh, as they should be. There's also options like permanent sterilisation. So this is often an option for people that have decided to finish uh, with with family and and having any more pregnancies. So for example, a vasectomy for men or tubal ligation for women are actually really effective, but they're not 100% either. Uh, And there have been uh, unintended pregnancies that occur as a result as well. So the most common contraceptive type in Australia would be what we know colloquially as the pill, which is a combined uh, oral contraceptive containing an estrogen and a progestin. So they have two components in them. We also have pills that are available that are estrogen only, progestin only, or that combination. So you'll often know these ones that the combined oral contraceptive is often uh, branded as women's names. Um, They generally have uh, a number of active tablets and then inactive tablets that are available for women to have a withdrawal bleed. But it is important to know that you don't actually have to have that withdrawal bleed. 
So the combined oral contraceptive pill, so containing a progestin and an estrogen, are really appropriate for healthy non-smoking women up to the age of about 50. They're very effective because they help to reduce the risk of bone fracture and also the incidence of ovarian, endometrial and colorectal cancer, which is a great advantage. After the age of 50, women should look at switching to a non-hormonal contraceptive option or a progestin-only method of contraception as the mini pill. So we need women in this age group to use a barrier method um, as well um, if they're not using any other contraceptive because uh, particularly when they've been, you know, their periods are kind of coming and going and, and not being consistent, but we need to have no periods for up to a year uh, before we can say that we don't need any contraception. Now, the issue with a number of these, with the pill um, in particular, is you can get things like break, breakthrough bleeding, breast tenderness. Um, you often get a bit of nausea, particularly in the first three months of use. And there is also a risk of something called venous thromboembolism or VTE. So this is where you can get clots, particularly in your legs. It's really important to be aware of this when you start on a combined oral contraceptive that you're aware of things like any swelling or heat or pain in your legs could actually be an indication of a VTE and it is a medical emergency. So make sure that you do let your prescriber know or head to a hospital so they can help you out. Indispensable advice for you. With the combined oral contraceptive, we need to be really aware that if you have any vomiting or diarrhea, um, you may be taking antibiotics that affect liver enzymes, you may be taking St. John's wort, which is often used for anxiety and depression and is considered a complementary or natural medicine, and also some medications that are used in epilepsy actually reduce the effectiveness of the combined oral contraceptive pill. So you'll often need additional contraceptive cover. Now, remembering with just the oral contraceptive, uh, you're not getting that cover for um, or protecting against things like sexually transmitted infections and HIV. So it is really important to use a barrier method uh, to help prevent the spread of those infections. A lot of women ask pharmacists, what do they do when they miss a pill? And that's really common. Um, there's, I don't think there's anyone that I know that has never missed a medication. It's actually really easy to do, particularly when there's a change in your circumstances or in your normal routine. And obviously at this time, uh, the time of COVID, it's very easy for your routine to be interrupted. So if you miss a pill, we consider that as if you've missed one um, that's more than 24 hours overdue. And generally we say to people, just take the next pill as soon as you remember. Um, if it's more than 48 hours, uh, you need to use an, an additional barrier method like a condom or a diaphragm to make sure that you actually are covered um, for pregnancy. Before starting these medications, you'll often have um, a papaninaclau smear which is what it's actually called we call it a pap smear to make sure it's up to date so that there, again there's no um, issues with cervical cancer or those types of things so the combined oral contraceptives uh, are, are often avoided um, and should be avoided in breastfeeding because they can actually decrease milk supply and in this case you'll be using the mini pill which is a progestin only uh, product and it comes in a few different 
kind of forms. You can get it orally. You can also get an implant or um, an intramuscular injection or even an uh, IUD or interuterine device. So this is really good for people that can't tolerate that cor- uh, the combined oral contraceptive pill. Uh, but it can't be used in women uh, that have had active breast cancer in the last five years because there is a hormonal link there. So progestin-only pills really rely on its effect um, on vaginal mucus. And so if you miss a uh, the mini pill, uh, for example, even by a few hours, it significantly decreases the efficacy of that contraceptive and, and the risk of pregnancy increases quite a lot because it doesn't unfortunately reliably, reliably suppress ovulation like the combined oral contraceptive does. So for example, if, you know, as a woman, you often have sex in the morning, we would advise you to take your um, progestogen-only pill at night because then if you do miss it by a few hours, you're generally going to have that cover. So the oral contraceptive pills are quite easy to use. Um, They're usually okay for most women, uh, but we do need to be aware of some of those risks that are involved. If you have any trouble with remembering to take your pill, there are a few apps that can help you, or you can also put a reminder in your phone, which will help as well. So one app's called MyPill, Birth Control Reminder, or even MediSafe Pill Reminder will help you with that as well. Essential, knowledgeable, indispensable. Your pharmacist. Larks or long-acting reversible contraceptives are gaining a lot of favour in Australia because they're very cost-effective and they last a long time and they don't rely on you having to remember a pill every day or having to remove a ring um, or anything like that or having regular injections. So things like um, intrauterine devices or IUDs are ones that we probably know and have heard of. We may have friends that are using them. Um, there's also a depot um, product which is in, injected and lasts for about three months and also implants that go into the arm. So they're very cost effective. They're generally more costly than um, a packet of contraceptive pills initially but because they often stay in place for up to five or even ten years in some cases they're very very cost effective so they might cost you a couple of hundred dollars compared to um, a box of pills that might cost you between six and eighty dollars for three to four months supply so it is something to be really aware of and these larks are actually gaining a lot of favor uh, particularly in uh, with doctors with with gps and also specialists as well because they are very much a almost like a forget um, put you know implant and forget uh, which is great for a lot of us but obviously you need to remember when they need to be replaced Um, So interuterine devices, there's a few. So there are um, hormonal options and also a non-hormonal option. So I'll talk about the non-hormonal option first, which is a copper IUD. Um, It's very, very effective and it is effective right as soon as it's implanted um, into the uterus. So any of the IUDs must be implanted by a trained um, 
a trained professional to actually insert them into the uterus and it involves an appointment uh, with a prescriber generally who will use a speculum uh, to open up um, and get access to your uterus to place them. So for example the copper IUD actually interferes with sperm movement so it prevents fertilization and the implantation of an ovum so the egg um, into our system uh, and it can be left in place for between five to ten years. Um, it can be inserted around four weeks after giving birth. It's quite safe with pre- uh, breastfeeding, but it, ca- it can't be used if there's any active uh, sexually transmitted infections or any pelvic inflammatory disease that's, that's current. So some of the side effects with copper IUD, it sounds amazing, but it can actually cause heavier and longer bleeding, particularly initially. Um, it can cause a little bit of pain, but you can use uh, pain relievers like paracetamol or ibuprofen um, if needed. So the other IUDs are just one um, hor- active hormonal component. So they're quite good um, for women that have high cardiovascular risk, so they, you know, women that are obese um, or have things like, you know, conditions like diabetes, um, and also things like migraines with aura. Um, these are good in this case because with the combined oral contraceptive, as soon as you have a migraine with an aura, so you might have a change in your um, you know, visual field, um, then it actually increased the, increases the risk of stroke. So um, IUDs are a good option for women that may have those risk factors. So IUDs, they might also be called uh, levonorgestrel releasing interuterine system, so an LNG-IUS. They work by preventing implantation and thickening the cervical mucus so that, that sperm can't get through. So again, they're very effective. They can be in place for up to five years and again can also be put in place um, around six weeks after birth. So once that vaginal tone has returned following birth, um, they can also be put in straight after an abortion and at any time in the cycle. And most women, um, up to 65%, will often have no periods over that time or may just start to experience periods towards the end of that time frame. So when they're placed, they're like a T-shaped product. They're quite small and inserted into the uterus. And then there's some little strings that hang out so that um, both you and the doctor can check that they're still in place and they're still working where they should. There's also um, vaginal rings. So they're quite good. You place them um, into the vagina um, yourself as a woman. So you're taught how to use them. They stay in place for three weeks and then removed for the seven-day withdrawal bleed. So these are really good for people that forget pills, um, have inflammatory bowel disease, so they might not absorb like a, a oral pill as much or as quickly as others, or people that get breakthrough bleeding on the combined oral contraceptive pill. There are also dermal patches that are available overseas. We don't have them um, in Australia, but they're hormonal and they they kind of have these fine needles that deliver uh, hormones via the skin. Uh, as I said, not available in Australia. There is also the Depo um, contraceptive, also called medroxyprogesterone. So it's administered via um, an intramuscular injection, uh, usually in the arm, every 12 weeks. Um, the issue with this um, particular lark or long-acting reversible contraception um, is that fertility is quite slow to return. So it may take eight to 10 months compared to the IUDs, which usually return um, to fertility quite quickly. 
And a lot of women complain of things like weight gain, acne, mood changes, and they often feel um, quite out of sorts. Um, And there is also an increased risk of bone loss. Um, So we generally don't recommend uh, the depot injection to young women, so teenagers or women over the age of 45. And around 50 to 70% of women will actually have no periods uh, within about 12 months of using it. So they need to be um, injected every three months. um, And they also think prevent the ovulation and thicken the cervical mucus to prevent pregnancy. There's also the implant, um, etinogestral. So it's put in the upper inner arm and it's effective for up to three years. And about 22% of women won't have a period. Um, Fertility returns rapidly once that's removed. Um, But some women don't like uh, that feeling of it being in the upper arm. Um, And some women actually don't like to not have a period either because they often are concerned then that they have actually fallen pregnant and that has failed. So it's something to be aware of. The other thing that's quite common in Australia is emergency contraception, which um, is colloquially known as the morning after pill, but unfortunately that's a misnomer. Um, So the emergency contraception can actually be used and be effective for between three to five days after unprotected sex. Obviously, the sooner the better. The the sooner you can uh, get emergency contraception, the better the outcome and the higher um, the chance of, of not falling pregnant. Um, So there are two, or actually three types. Um, One is effective for up to three days, um, but you'll often have to repeat um, the taking the tablet or tablets again um, if you have any vomiting or diarrhea within a few hours of taking it. The other is effective for up to five days, and it's there has been some um, discussion that it may be more effective in some women that are overweight, but the the data is quite conflicting and that's not absolutely clear at the moment. So we can use either of those options in women that might uh, be overweight or obese. And then the copper IUD is actually a non-hormonal method of emergency contraception. It obviously has some advantages once it's in place. Um, It can be used for up to five days after unprotected sex and work. And obviously, once it's in place, then you have ongoing contraception cover, which is fantastic. But it needs to be inserted by somebody who's trained. And that might be an issue if you can't get into your doctor quickly. Some women also complain of things like excessive bleeding when they're on contraception. Um, so you, there are a few options. Methanamic or traxanamic acid are quite good for excessive bleeding. So do talk to your prescriber or your pharmacist about those options if you need it. But if you're getting excessive bleeding or breakthrough bleeding, do have a conversation with your prescriber uh, because there could be a, a minor change, a slight dosage change or a different form of contraception that will help overcome this for you. There's also been some recent studies um, about a new non-hormonal contraceptive gel that is um, used to affect the vaginal pH and it makes it inhospitable for sperm. Um, It's just been approved in America um, last month. Now, the trials are promising and it may be an option. And obviously, with this particular gel, it can be used just as needed. So just when you're having sex to prevent pregnancy. Now, as a pharmacist, I often get um, asked about the male contraceptive, and I know we've seen this in the media for years, probably five to ten years, and we've always been promised there will be a male contraceptive. And there are a number that are under development at the moment. Often they're developed to stop the development of healthy sperm. 
So they'll often use combinations of things like synthetic testosterone and progestogen to have that effect. There's also something called reversible inhibition of sperm under guidance or RISUG. So a non-toxic synthetic chemical is actually injected into the vas deferens um, and this actually reacts in there to kill sperm. So therefore the healthy sperm don't actually um, come out um, in the ejaculate and, and don't cause pregnancy. So again, this has been um, investigated for quite a few years, even up to decades, but there are now into late st- uh, stage trials and it may be a, a long-term alternative to vasectomy again for men uh, that are, and women families um, that are close to finishing their families. It's important to also note that hormone replacement therapy or HRT doesn't provide contraceptive cover. Transgender men, uh, they need to avoid estrogens, particularly if they're using testosterone therapy. So an IUD or the depot may be a good option if pregnancy is a possibility. So in pregnancy and breastfeeding, contraception is generally not necessary in the first 21 days after delivery. And in women that have, it's been less than six months since they've given birth, who aren't having their period and are fully breastfeeding, basically we call that lactational amenorrhea. And that can be over 98% effective in preventing pregnancy. Now, obviously there's still 2% there. So if you need to um, utilize some form of contraceptive, like a barrier method Or um, if you're still breastfeeding, obviously utilising a contraceptive option that won't uh, impact on your quality or supply. Indispensable advice for you. So my five indispensable tips for contraception are, number one, there are many options available for contraception, but they all have pros and cons. So you and your prescriber need to agree on one that will minimize the risks that you have individually and provide you with adequate contraceptive cover. Two, there are new options becoming available all the time for women and also possibly men. So even if you've been on one type of contraceptive for a long time, it's worthwhile considering others. If your circumstances change and particularly as you age, remembering with the combined oral contraceptive pill, it shouldn't be used past the age of 50 in most cases. Um, And your circumstances may change. So, you know, if you're busy and you've got young kids around, um, it's even harder to remember um, taking a pill regularly. And, and if you're on the mini pill, taking it within a few hours of when it's meant to be taken. So perhaps an IUD or another of the LARCs, the long-acting reversible contraceptives, may be a better option. Number three, uh, side effects from most contraceptives actually mimic early pregnancy. And these can be quite concerning for women, uh, but generally they'll subside within a few months. But if you are concerned, always take a pregnancy test or go back to your prescriber um, to get some more help. Number four, there's no contraceptive option that's 100%. Um, So a pregnancy test or a blood test may be required to know for sure if you do suspect you may be pregnant. And obviously we can't use contraceptives um, if there is any suspected pregnancy. And number five, emergency contraception is generally safe and effective. There are a few reasons not to use it if you're concerned about falling pregnant. So ask your pharmacist. Indispensable contains general medicine and health advice and is not intended to be a substitute for professional, individual medical advice. We endeavour to ensure it is accurate and up-to-date. However, we can't guarantee that it will always apply to you. 
always seek the guidance of your pharmacist or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding your health or a medical condition. This episode is brought to you by me, the Indispensable Pharmacist. Don't forget to subscribe to Indispensable and leave a review so we can help more people. Look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn by searching for Farm Online. That's P-H-A-R-M Online. I'd love to hear your suggestions for the next topic to be covered on Indispensable.